Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Well, welcome to the Steam Room, everybody. I'm Tim Kiley, executive producer at Turner Sports. That's Charles Barkley. You know him. Uh, the reason I'm sitting in this chair is I'm subbing for Ernie this week because his mother, Lois, passed away Tuesday. Um, she died at the age of 94 um, and had seven grandchildren and four great-grandchildren. So she lived a wonderful life, and we're all thinking of Ernie and his family. Yeah, it was a tough one. You know, I've been blessed to be a Turner. I think I'm year 23, and two of the people I really love being around is Ernie Johnson and, and, and Kenny Smith. And and people ask me why. I says, man, their parents. You know, I think both parents were married for 50 years or more. And I said, I've always wanted that. I mean, Shaq has an amazing mom, Miss Lucille. And I had a great mom and grandmother. But I've always been envious of people who had a mom and dad who were together like the entire life. And, you know, we buried Kenny's mom a few years ago. We, has, we buried Ernie's dad. But I've always told people, man, to have a great mom and dad who were together their entire life, I really think it puts you on a great road to being successful. And I know Ernie's in pain right now, but man, he was so blessed to have a great mom and dad all those years. I hope he can find some peace in that aspect. And, you know, Kenny's dad is still alive, but I know that, man, his, his mom and dad were just tremendous also. And I've always just been envious of that situation. So uh, I know it's a tough time for the Godfather, but uh, rest in peace, Miss Johnson. We'll be back. Oh boy, here it is—the base. Yes, Ace of Base. Chuck, where can I get a Redmond shirt? Uh, I'll talk to some people. I know some people. Because Cap was looking for some vodka, too. If, if He was looking for some gin. Oh, is he looking for gin? He's looking for gin. I had one of my worst nights drinking gin. Yeah, no, you ain't kidding. Thanks to Governor Ventura. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Jess Ventura. That worst night of my life. The worst day when I played football that one day. I think the second night was that night I tried to drink with the Green uh, Navy Seals at Jess's retirement party. Woo. <laughs> that was bad. <laughs> they yelled at me you, too. They, 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 they yelled at me too, because they were passing the gin around, and I said, "Okay." I said, "Where's the mixer?" The guy looks at me, "Son, we were in Vietnam. What do you think? We had time to get mixers?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yo, man, you don't have to yell at me." <laughs> I was laughing. Like he says, "How'd you get into that pickle?" No, so Jesse was it was a great friend of mine. Yeah, and uh, I've known him forever. And he was not going to re-run uh, for re-election of being governor. So he had this big party, and he invited me. So we had a great time. It was like three or 400 people had a great time. 
And at the end of the night, him he went back. You know, he was a Navy SEAL. Yeah, yeah. So I went back to his his uh, suite with these Navy SEALs. They're just passing around gin. That, that, for some reason, I guess that that's what they had in Vietnam. And they're passing around. I'm like, I don't drink gin. They're like, son, you can't just sit here. And I'm like, okay, where are the mixers? They're like, son, we're in Vietnam. Who do you think they let us go get club soda? Tie uh, Pepsi uh, around. <laughs> yeah, like, come on, man, we're a bit. And so I started drinking. And TK, I got like a five o'clock pickup, get a flight back home. I leave those guys about four, four. I say to myself, let me rest my eyes <laughs> for about 15, 20 minutes. I woke up at three o'clock the next day. I woke up at three o'clock the next afternoon. I was like, let me rest my eyes for about 15, 20 minutes. I said, because my car is coming at five. I slept through them calling me and everything. And I was like, when I woke up, I said, three o'clock. Like, oh, man. You sure oh. they didn't slip you a Mickey? Or no, no, no. Just straight. I uh, forget what gin we were drinking, but it was, I was like, yeah, no gin for Chuck anymore. Hey, uh, first of all. Yeah. Unfortunately, I got to start with a couple of somber notes before I get to the good stuff. I want to give my condolences. You know, we had Kirby Smart on last week mm -hmm. and he was awesome. But I just want to give my condolences to the Georgia football program. I saw the young lady and the young man get killed in the car accident, man. And Terrible. Just, uh, man, I just, you know, you just never know. Uh, brutal. Uh, young, never got a chance to live their lives. Coming off of celebrating a back-to-back -back national championship, and that's how quickly life can change. Yep. And just want to give my condolences to Kirby and the family of the young man and the young lady and the Bulldog Nation, man. It's just a tough one. Uh, secondly, the Alabama basketball program. Man, you young kids, man. When y'all make some of these decisions, uh, you kill this young lady, uh, you admit it that you gave the gun to this other fool who killed this young lady. Man, you guys got to sit back and, and think about some of the decisions. Like, that's life altering on so many levels. This young lady is gone. Thoughts and prayers to her family. These two guys probably going to go to jail for life. And you young kids, man, y'all got to really, especially when it comes to violence. When it comes to violence, man, you can't unpull that trigger. And y'all got to, like, use better judgment. Like, hey, I've done stupid things. I've been blessed that I haven't done stupid enough to, in that situation. But, man, just think about the consequences when you're uh, gun violence, especially, especially in the black community. We need to take a step back and say, yo, man, why are you, we pulling guns and killing people? And just think about it. So I, I had to acknowledge those two situations. They've been on my heart. Uh, you know, obviously working in Atlanta every week, it's all over the news down here. And then being from Alabama, mm -hmm. you know, I talked to Coach Oates, wish him the best and, you know, because, you know, it's just a bad situation. So those are un uh, unfortunate things. Oh, and I want to give a shout-out to the family of Chris Ford, uh, you know, a longtime yep. NBA player, 
longtime NBA coach, passed away this week. Uh, first man to make a three-point shot. First man to make a three-pointer. And, uh, you know, he's part of our NBA family, and I just want to wish his family the best. And uh, rest in peace, Chris Ford. So now I'm just going to lighten it up a little bit. I want to give a shout-out to Chef Jose Andres. You know, we had him on the show recently. He's brilliant. And he said he was so awesome and so fun. And he's part of the Discovery family also. Mm -hmm. But he sent me a, me and Ernie a care package of meat. So that was really cool of him. Uh, I got to figure out how to cook it. Got to get on the grill. Uh, but he sent us a complete, I think it's something called Cold Belly he sent it in. But it, just shout out to Kev Jose Andres. That was really cool. Where'd you put the box? It's in the refrigerator, fool. I'm going to get it. That's uh, all. I just want to okay. know where it's going. First of all, you have never cooked a day in your life. I cook all the time. That's why I'm fat. Well, I think the eating makes you fat. Yeah, but I, I cook all the time. Okay, I'm impressed. I did. Okay, I believe you. So that's it. Uh, now we're going to have some fun. I want to give a shout out to two of the best they ever do to retire this week. Mile Moore wow. and J.J. Watt. Uh, two of the best to ever do it. Amaya, I mean, obviously, uh, Connecticut, Olympics, the Lynx, uh, of the WNBA. She's a, just a wonderful person, one of, the best, uh, one of the best women basketball players ever. Just want to congratulate her on an amazing career and enjoy the rest of your life, Maya. And J.J. Watt. He's bad been, dude. He's a bad dude. Duck and Chuck on the golf course. <laughs> Duck and Chuck on the golf course. But, J.J., you've been one of the best to ever do it. Uh, obviously, down in Texas at the beginning and most of your career, uh, it's been an honor and a privilege, as I told you, to watch you the last couple of years in Arizona. Been fun to watch. Congrats on the new baby. Enjoy the rest of your life and wait till they call you at Canton. And also, Maya, I'll see you at the Basketball Hall of Fame Real, real soon. So two of the best to ever do it. And I'm going to finish up with something I got to do last week that I never want to take for granted. So obviously, uh, uh, we're shooting the Capital One commercials, getting one ready for March Madness. Mm -hmm. Shout out to my Capital One family. But I never want to take it for granted working with Sam Jackson. Uh, he's our, everybody knows he's one of the best to ever do it. And it's always an honor and a privilege to work with him. He's so great helping me do my stuff. But I never want to take it for granted when I work with somebody of that magnitude. And same thing with Spike Lee. Uh, Spike uh, is always, I've been working with Spike for a long time. But, you know, him directing and being in the spots. But I never want to take working with greatness for granted. So shout out to Sam L. Jackson, Samuel L. Jackson, <laughs> and Spike Lee. And thank those guys for, for being with me and making our commercials really, really good. So shout out to those guys. Want to pick some games quick? Yes. Ready? This eight. These are dangerous games. All right. We'll do this with uh, start Saturday afternoon. Jags at KC. KC. KC's given 8.5. That's not going to be enough for the Jags. Because, first of all, the Jags got away with murder last week. You cannot <laughs> blow a 27-zip lead. You can't, can't, cannot do it. You play to win the game. Yep. Giants versus the Eagles. Eagles are given seven and a half. It's going to be a close game. I'm going with my Eagles. 
I love Coach Dable, but my Eagles, uh, I hope Jalen's shoulder's all right. And I'm going with my Eagles, but it's going to be a close game. All right. So they're going to, the Giants are going to cover? Yes. All right. Sunday, Bengals at Buffalo. Bills are given five and a half. I, I'm a Buffalo Bill fan. As much as I love my Eagles, I'm rooting for the Buffalo Bills to, to win the Super Bowl. If, if your team is not in it, you should be a Bills fan. If, if, I say, if you, and I mean that, if your team is not in the playoffs, everybody should be a Buffalo Bills fan. You factor in what that city has been through this year. That food shooting up the supermarket. Mm-hmm. That's blizzard that killed dozens, couple. I mean, I think it was t- over 20. The DeMar Hallam situation, man, it's great to see that kid back around. But what Buffalo has been through, I'm rooting for the Buffalo Bills to win the Super Bowl. Final one, Cowboys at Niners. San Francisco's given three and a half. The Dallas Cowboys. Woo. The Dallas Cowboys are going to win that game. You want to call Stephen A and find out what he thinks? I'm Stephen A. He had to, first of all, that was the easiest game of last week. <laughs> the Tampa Bay stinks. <laughs> Tampa Bay, that was, see, that, that wasn't even a win to me. Now, if they go to San Francisco and beat that team, that's a win. Beating Tampa Bay, that was like, that was the easiest bet I made last weekend, TK. Beautiful. Yeah, but let me tell you something. I think that's going to propel them to beat the 49ers. All right, you're a Dallas guy. I can't, I can't go no. with that because I'm a Steeler guy. So I just have one other question. Bengals at Buffalo Oof. over under 48. I'm taking you over. What's the weather going to be? You have to factor that in. Oh, they, can, they can plan that. You know, I ask my NFL friends, because, you know, when you hang around with regular people, they say stupid stuff. <laughs> like, when I'm around regular people, they're like... Regular people here. Yeah. No, no. They'll say, uh, oh, man, once they start, they're not cold anymore. My friends... And uh, who play after the, the first NFL, series, you uh, are cold. Hey, my friends say, man, that's the stupidest thing I've heard. We're freezing the whole time. Because <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanted to know, because I was like, because, you know, when you were like, okay, yeah, you probably do warm up. All They're right. like, no, nah, man, you're freezing the whole time. All right. 35 degrees, mix of rain and snow at kickoff. Under, 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 under. Okay. All right. Under. I'm, keep track. I'm taking care of I'm taking you over. And when we come back, a legendary guest, Sally Field. Ah, that bass. Yes. It only means one thing. This is awesome for me and you, TK. This, this is, is awesome. How many guests, uh, specials would you put in front of this guest? Uh, at least six or seven. Special, 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 special guests. All right. Before we get to our guest, I wanted to tell you something. Um... You're a part of an august company uh, of 400 members that have played in the National Basketball League. The Basketball Hall of Fame has 400-plus members. Our guest is one of only 44 actors and actresses who has won multiple Oscars. And here she is for lead performance, Sally Field. Welcome, Sally. Hi. Hi. Thank you. So, first of all, I want to apologize for the, the one and only time I met you. So, TK, I'm in New York 
and she's sitting <laughs> at the same restaurant as me. And I hate walking up on celebrities, but I said to myself, what a chance are we ever going to be in the same restaurant again? That was such a great moment. I was with my youngest son, who is not a not a kid. Um, and he, we were beside ourselves that you did that. We're huge fans. I've watched you play many times with several sets of my children um, as they grew up. So I, please, I was so honored that you came up to me. We saw you, but I did not have the nerve to do <laughs> I, I TK, I said, Miss Phil, I hate to bother you. I've had a crush on you. I got to say hello to you. You're a legend. We're never going to be in the same restaurant again. And she was so gracious. And I tell people that story. I was so excited to have you on when we finally going to have you on. I says, because when you meet, uh, and listen, you don't have to be modest. You're a living legend. It was so awesome that you were so cool. So I want to say, number one, I apologize, but thank you for being so awesome. Please don't apologize. I thank you for coming up. I didn't have the nerve. My son and I saw you across and go, and I would say, Sam, don't look, don't look, leave me alone, leave me alone, leave me alone. He's having his meal, you know. So I I appreciate that so much. And you are a living legend yeah. as well. So we can't start on 80 for Brady. You've had one of the most remarkable careers of all time. I mean, do do you like sometimes when I'm in my private moments, I said to myself, wow. And do you sit around in your few private moments say, I can't believe the life and career I've had? You know what? I didn't used to, honestly. I didn't used to ever do that because I think probably like you, I was just I've always been focused on where's the next step ahead? What do I do next? Where is it coming from? How do I get there? How can I be better? Um, and it's, I think, only recently that I've started to go, holy smoke, look how far I came. When there were so many times I thought, I can't get there. I, there being an unknown place. I don't know if you had in your mind where you needed to go, where you needed to land. I would presume all you wanted to do was to be playing the next game and, and be better than you were the game before. And now you look back and go, oh, okay, I'm I'm a member of that very small league and, you know, that 400 that was mentioned. And um, so I don't know how, how do we get there, except we just have something inside of us that wants to be good at what we do. When you when you first started, like you a child star, basically. Yeah, I started at 17. At least I graduated high school. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, did you go to college? No, no. And I, I it's always been a, a regret. Um, kind of. I, I mean, my kids say to me that I I think of, of college uh, the way most people think of Hollywood. You know, I have this glamorous idea of of what a university life would be like and going to classes. And um, I don't think it's such a romantic idea. I think everyone should, you know, have a higher education if they can. Where did you go to college? Well, I went to Auburn University, the greatest place in the world. But <laughs> just for the record, I don't want to get on here and lie to you like I was going to a lot of classes. Uh, I was not going. <laughs> he didn't go to any classes, I, I, Sally. I, I, I was in college for three years. 
I might have went to classes six times, twice a year. So that was pretty, that was pretty much it. Hey, Sally, I'll tell you a story. Charles was approached by one of our production assistants who was studying very hard. And he said, I have a, I have a real hard math exam coming up, Chuck. And Chuck said, I got two numbers for you. <laughs> 20 and 10. You get 20 and 10. You, you, <laughs> hey, you'll never have to worry about class. You're getting 20 points and 10 rebounds. <laughs> So one of the reasons we are here, Sally, is 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 eighty for Brady. It's in theaters on on February third. Um, just tell us a little bit about it and how it came about. I, you know what? I, I I wasn't there when the initial happening happened. Um, it, it, this was a kind of taken from a true story. There were five women initially. Um, many of them subsequently have passed away. They were in their 80s and they fell in love with football and Tom Brady. And they um, that was really their paradigm. They were they would come together and watch every game and be best friends. And I think the son of one of them took this idea to the studio and then it became what it is now that these four women who are best friends some of us not in our 80s, I might add. <laughs> I was the one kept saying, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm not in my, I'm 75. I was 75 then. I'm now 76. And Rita Marino said, I'm not in my 80s either. I'm 90. So um, they then come together as best friends and are determined to go to that fabulous and famous uh, 2016 Super Bowl. And how they got there, that this is this the fictionalized version of what really happened. And it's about these four women going to the Super Bowl and getting into the game. And um it's very it's very fanciful in places. Um, but it was it was so much fun. It was so much fun as an as an older woman to be telling a story about sports. Um, I am a huge sports fan. I, 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 I have three sons. Sports was always in my life. Um, and so I liked telling the part uh, of that story that older women are huge, huge audience for sports. You know, looking at the trailer, you all four of y'all are living legends. I mean, I've never met Miss Tomlin. I've never met Jane. Rita Moreno is like amazing. And yeah. to, to get you four together, it had to be a blast to have four ladies who have accomplished what you guys have accomplished over your lifetime. Had to be phenomenal to, just to be around those ladies every day. Well, it, it, it was because we just become, you know, girls, really. We're, we're together and talking and gossiping and laughing. And it was difficult to make us shut up, basically. It would be like, okay, we got to roll, ladies, ladies, uh, we have to roll, we have to roll here. And sometimes they would just start rolling, even though we were still gossiping and talking and going, oh, oh, okay, we're in scene. What, what do you say? Who's in doing? Um, and a lot of that camaraderie, a lot of that fun is is really in in the film. You sort of see us not paying attention to anything except each other. Um, and that was, you know, kind of a once in a lifetime thing. You don't get to have that sort of fun usually. Just brace yourself though, Sally. 
I know you're a huge sports fan and you're a huge Laker fan. Charles lately has not been a real fan of the Lakers. They lost again last night, just for the record. <laughs> I know. I know. I knew we would get into this. I know. I know that. I have been I've been kind of following or uh, very much following what's what's going on with the Lakers. Every team has their ups and their downs. I know. And I know that you are certainly not a fan. We're waiting on some ups. We've had a lot of downs this year. We're waiting on some ups. Yeah, we're waiting on some ups, and that could happen next year. We have some injuries, and uh, we we need some, you know, new blood, put it that way. My, I always ask my actor friends two questions. Have you have you ever made a movie? I'm going I'm to give you both, you can answer both. Have you ever made a movie while you were filming and you're saying to yourself, this movie is going to suck. And, oh. the, and the second part of that, have <laughs> you ever made a movie you were thinking like, this is not going to be very good, and it turned into a tremendous success? Um, I've had several movies that I'm in going, how do I get out of this thing? What do I have to do <laughs> to get off of it? Um, knowing full well that the Titanic was going straight down. Um, <laughs> and you just... You know, hold your head up and do the best you can and sort of say to yourself, well, you know, everybody has to make a living and here I am. Um, I've done several of those. I could list them, but I won't. <laughs> um, and then uh, mostly you're in a film and you're doing the work and you really don't think of where it's going. I, I mean, I've been lucky enough to be a part of films that have been hugely successful and whether it was Mrs. Doubtfire or Forrest Gump or things like that, you never, you never stop and think, oh boy, this is, we're talking big success here. You just do the work and they're like, wow, look, that everybody seems to like it. Wow. You know, and it, it, it's a surprise and you just keep going. Do you go to movies? Honestly, I used to. Um I, you know what? Let's face it. Everything has changed since the pandemic. Everything. Uh, and I think as I've gotten older, I I um I, I would go less and less. And I, I think that so the the whole industry has changed. You know what you're doing has changed everything. And the the streaming ability of 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 films and 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 television itself has gotten so good. In in you know all of the limited series and. Um, so I, as an older person, I find myself going out to the theater less and less, and unless it's one of my children's films, my son is a big screenwriter. I go to his, I go to his movies and, um, and my other son's movies, but, um, you know, I hate to say it because uh, we, you know, that theater experience, uh, as a young person and all throughout my life was so transformative you know you'd sit in that dark theater and you know and watch this spectacular thing come to life so i don't know I, everything's changed don't you feel it has oh no question what did you learn about yourself during the pandemic well you know what charles this is, i i as i was driving here today and i thought what happened during the pandemic to me is it it, a lot of like negative things happened everywhere. But to me, 
something opened up inside. First of all, I oddly enough, I got a dog right before, but I didn't even know we were going to have a pandemic. Just I kept saying, you can't have a dog. You can't have a dog. You'd like this. It doesn't allow you to have a dog. I got this puppy. So this little puppy and I, that was part of it. The other thing that I found all on my own without my sons turning the channels and making it happen was sports. Uh, the bubble that the that the NBA went into to keep the the series going, um, all the teams in that bubble was so heroic. I thought I watched every game from every team that I could find, um, and I I just thought they were heroes giving us all of this while we were all alone in our rooms in our houses. Um, and then my my oldest son turned me on to after the that the basketball was the championship the Lakers won okay yes <laughs> um, um, after that was over my son Peter said well have you ever been ever been into baseball and I went uh, not not really so much it was the one that I wasn't he said we'll start watching baseball and I have become absolutely obsessed with the Dodgers I'm sorry just absolutely obsessed. I I mean, they play 400 games a year. I think I watched every single solitary one since the pandemic. I, I Wherever I am, I've got the phone going. I'll talk to you in a minute, guys. Oh my God, look at that flight. You, did you see that flight? Um, so uh, that has been huge for me. This part of my life, it's all on my own. The sons aren't doing it. I just love basketball. Yes. Baseball. Oh, yes. And football is actually on the on the the third one. Um, Not as much as the other two, but that's been huge. It's like this huge gift to find something that just delights me so much. And I'm so grateful to all of you guys and players to give me that. You know, it's so crazy you say that because I feel the exact same way. Because when we went those, I forgot how long the break was without sports. I was like, man, if we don't have sports, we just have to deal with reality. And I was like, I'm going to go crazy dealing with reality. I says, we need sports as a viable thing. Like, hey, just take me away from my job. Take me away from reality. And I told the guys, I said it on the air. I said, guys, we should appreciate our fans more because they appreciate us. Because I had people like, yo, man, when are y'all going to start playing basketball again? I've had enough of reality. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't, I, I need, we need sports. They just important. Yeah. They're not the most important thing in the world, but man, they are really important. It is such a great out, outlet for life. You, you know, when you look at you know, basketball and you look at, baseball and football you see your own dilemmas in it and i think that's what it it is it's the the struggles and the defeats and the triumphs and the and the blows you know let's face it the 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 injuries the the um the skill the just the artistry of it so thank you sally speaking of artistry did you don during the shoot Get to meet Tom Brady? Yes. Charles has a man crush on him. That's a good looking man, Sally, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> it's Charles's favorite man. Uh, you know what? Looks is looks, but skill is something else. So 
Um, I appreciate his, on, talk about artistry. Oof. Um, I don't care that his last game wasn't so good. I don't care. He will always be, um, I, I, for a long time to come, the very best quarterback who's ever lived. Don't you agree? Oh, no question. He's the greatest quarterback ever lived. Not even close. Yeah. So I just became a grandfather. And oh. and and Ernie and Clark Kellogg had told me it was going to change the dynamic of my life. And I'll say as, as amazing and blessed as my life has been, being a grandfather is the greatest thing ever happened to me. Are you a grandmother yet? Oh, Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh gosh. Yeah. I mean, my, my oldest grandchildren, uh, my, my granddaughters are, you know, one's a, a PhD student at Berkeley and um, the other one's graduating Columbia. So I have five grandkids of varying ages. Well, my daughter graduated from uh, grad school at Columbia. So, so we have, we, uh, this guy, I don't know how he got into Columbia. I, uh, have I got zero 20 idea. and 10, 20 points and 10 <laughs> rebounds. So <laughs> Sally, one last question. I was just curious. You mentioned Mrs. Doubtfire. What was Robin Williams like and what was it like to work with him? Um, he must seem like a sweet soul. He was the sweetest, most exhausting soul that ever lived. <laughs> he, um, you know, he, he, he had this endless energy. And it was like, Robin, that's enough. That's enough. Come on. Let's stop today. Uh, and he always said, no, no, let's do it another way. Let's do it one more way. How about this time I climb through the window and come at, no, Robin, that doesn't make sense. What are you doing out and climb through the window? He um, he was so much fun though. We we used he used to come over to my place. It was in San Francisco and they had rented me a place which was near his. So we could play Zelda together on, on Nintendo. And <laughs> it was when Zelda was new. Um, the game, and he would come over and we would play Zelda together uh, and try to conquer monsters. And I have been addicted to all the Zelda games since then. Um, he was a remarkable soul. He really was. I, I was certainly blessed to have had that time with him. Man, when she started saying boundless energy, crazy, want to do different stuff all the time, I said, damn, that sounds just like Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, he could do um, Mrs. Doubtfire too. You never know. Oh, please don't put that out there. We, 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 we after Kazam, we don't need any more Shaq on movies. <laughs> I just want to tell you, I want to thank you for being so gracious when I met you in person. It was an honor to have you on the podcast today. And just thank you. And uh, you've been amazing your entire career. Congratulations. And uh, good luck with 80 for Brady. I can't wait to see it. But just thank you for blessing us with your presence today. Absolutely. Oh, this was a joy. February 3rd, it comes out, right? Yes, February 3rd. I can't wait to see you in a restaurant again, Charles, because I'll come up to you this time. All right. I appreciate that. You take <laughs> care of yourself. Have a great day. Okay. Thanks, Sally. <laughs> okay, you too. Bye. Chuck and Ernie in Steam Room. Come and join us in Steam Room. Chuck and Ernie in Steam Room. Leave your towel on in Steam Room. Chuck and Ernie in the steam room. Chuck and Ernie in the steam room. Leave your towel alone in the steam room. I like the way you close your eyes there, I like do. a real yeah. singer. Look at that. You're I like, am a real singer. That is soulful. I told you, they call me old brown eyes. I know. I know that part, but it was okay. like you look like Marvin Gaye doing the national anthem. That was fabulous. Oh, it was the greatest. Marvin Gaye and Whitney Houston's 
uh, national anthem are two of the greatest things ever. You are correct. Okay, let me throw a number at you and see if you know what it is. 404-987-0330. That's the number to the answer machine. Oh, you knew that the whole time. Well, as you read it to me. Oh, all right. Okay. Uh, anyway, everybody, you can call Chuck and leave a message because he doesn't believe in technology. But the number is 404-987-0330. And our first caller, I understand, is an overseas caller. Oh, yes. I know you like that because... We international. Hello, world. This is Charles Barkley. Leave me a message. Hello, Chuck. My name is Patrick, and I call it from a friend. The first time I saw you, Chuck, was the, it was a 1992 Olympics. You impressed me by the way you play, your speed, your explosiveness. Everything about you was amazing to see. After the Olympics, I tried to play like you, despite my 5'10". You know, I'm not small. <laughs> I am a loyal steamer since the very first season. I hope I will have the chance to be on the air. Thank you, guys. Thank you, TK. Chuck, you are my all-time MVP. Thank you, and sorry for my poor engagement. Wow. Magnifique. Uh, you know, from France, man, number one, thank you for being a law steamer. Uh, I love getting international calls. Um, you know, the Olympics, man, that was one of the coolest things ever happened to me in my life. And I've always told people that if you get a chance to do two things as a sports fan, you should do it. Go to the Olympics and go to the Final Four Saturday. They're two of the most amazing things I've been blessed to do in my life. So I'm glad. Thank you for being a law steamer, my man. I've been to your country three times, I think. Had a good time over there. But uh, thanks for being a law steamer. All right. We appreciate it. And I wish I could say it in French, but I can't. Well, just, um, listen, I, I flailed French. Know your limitations. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, second call. Charles, what up, my dude? I heard somewhere you uh, you can't palm a basketball. Is that How are you one of the greatest power forwards that ever live, and you can't palm a basketball? Walk me through that. We need a segment on that. Go Sixers. Uh, here uh. we go. Go Sixers. We got a ball for you, Chuck. I can't, don't tell me you can't palm a ball. I cannot palm a basketball. So if you go back and look at every dunk I've ever had, uh, 90% of them are two hands, or the other 10% is I take it up with two hands, then dunk it quickly with one hand. I don't have very big hands. I got a little fat fingers, but I don't have <laughs> big hands. So, like I said, if you go back and look at any of my dunks, they're either two hands or where I just got the momentum and it stuck to my hand for a split second. So that is 100% accurate, my friend. What do they say about small hands? Small gloves. Uh, you're good. This okay, guy's good. Okay. <laughs> I got big feet. All right, I got another call, Chuck. <laughs> hey, Chuck, this is Jimmy in Chicago. Now that Kenny has been an actor in the recent movie Hustle, uh, how would you? Who would you say is the best actor out of you, Shaq, and Kenny? Take care. Bye. Adam Sandler's movie. Yes, yes. Actually, the movie was fantastic. Actually, that's what I hear. Um, first of all, first of all, is in another segment. Yes. Okay. Sorry. 
It would depends on the character, to be honest with you. Because my 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 real acting chops have probably been on Saturday Night Live. The couple of cameos I made in movies, I don't think you could really classify them as great acting. But and Kenny, Kenny's not a great actor. Uh, Shaq would probably be the best actor because he's gonna have the most fun. Uh, so as painful for it is for me, Shaq is probably the best actor. See, I, I, I would all. I've always thought of you as somebody who could be a great guest star, tough guy on the on Sopranos. <laughs> Like leaning on guys to pay off debts and all that sort of stuff. Chuckster could handle that. You need to know, I don't, be acting is a real thing. Like I can be silly in my commercials and things like that, but to be like a dramatic role without a teleprompter, I don't think I want that smoke. All right. I don't think I want that smoke. You heard it first. He didn't want that smoke. <laughs> That's it for this edition. Stick around. Next week, Ernie will be back. We'll have a good time. See you, everybody. <laughs>